Hello and welcome everyone. Today we are doing our follow through episode on the Business of Life Masterclass podcast from our interview with Jonathan Darling. For our new listeners, we get a lot of interviews just like you do, and we immediately put the tips that Jonathan talks about into action. And as you will see, some of these work for us, and frankly, some do not. If you didn't get a chance to listen to Jonathan's first episode, please go back. I'm sure you are not going to miss his episode. Barb Zant here, media sales leader and founder of the lifestyle brand and blog, The Stay at Work Mom. Hi, everyone. It's Debbie Lundberg, founder and CEO of Presenting Powerfully, performance coach and remote work rock star author. Hello, Debbie. I'm so excited to talk about what we learned from Jonathan's episode, Who Doesn't Want to Lead More with Their Heart? This episode really made me think about and evaluate how I lead, especially during tough times. The first thing, though, that I put into action is starting my morning routine at night. And as you know, from working with me for many years, Sunday is my planning day. But I really liked how we talked about starting that morning plan, you know, first thing before you go to bed. What did not work for me was the four hours. I would love to add four hours to my morning routine. But my day, my day goes into the evening quite late and I have to protect those six or seven hours of sleep. But what I did add was more than one extra hour. So any extra time that I can work on things that add joy to my life and my family's life, that is a win for me. Debbie, what about you? Yes. Well, Jonathan, from the heart, you can feel that positive energy, enthusiasm, just his gratitude for life. And, and what a wonderful way to remind us of that. I agree with him on the night before. I also appreciate that you do the week, the, the week on Sunday, you do a lot of meal prep and entire week prep. So the night before I have been even more conscientious about what I am feeding into my brain the night before about the following day. And a big focus is that fueling with gratitude. And I know that wasn't what he said, but that's what I took out of what he said. And I loved his approach to when you're ready for the next day. And I think about the next day, I look at my calendar, I use electronic only. And I know some of our listeners use, use paper, some use both. We can could always talk about the reason you only want to use one, but that's not what our topic is today. So the night before, as I look at everything, I start to think about how the day will play out, what some of my goals are. And we, while I know our listeners didn't hear this, but you did, I'll repeat it. I also look at what do I want to build in for that next day as far as a, I'm not going to call it a break, Barb. I'm calling it a focus on re-energizing myself. So I take two opportunities to schedule 30 minutes. And in that 30 minutes, if my sleep wasn't where it would be optimal. And for you, you said it's seven or eight. For me, it's six. If for some reason that wasn't there, then I can take a nap if I want without any attempt to have to explain. I can move around. I can go through some of my, my goals and meditations. And having those twice in the day is something that I've started doing very regularly the night before, once I know what my day has planned. And also, I will reach out either that night or in the morning after my run 
and send to clients if I have open time so that if they want to change, not that I'm asking them to, that they know that availability. And the way Jonathan talked about really having your day start the night before reminded me of the accountability sessions and in the book of, hey, where's, um, where's my bailout that I did with Todd Josco, we put in there about the availability. It was such a great reminder of a lot of people don't think about how much your prep for the night, the way you sleep, the way you are awakened, the energy you have when you're awakened, how that plays out through your entire day. So thanks to Jonathan for, for that really powerful way he positioned it. Yes, it's some it's that mindset that gets you, you know, ready for the day. And you talked about, you know, the night before taking a look. So you actually schedule in those two half hour blocks then into the day. So they're they're in your calendar. I do. And I do my my what I call work day tip, which is the coach's corner the day before. And so as I'm looking at my available time, all of my clients and people who subscribe to that that daily email for the workday they see my availability. So I don't count that as my available time. I count it as truly my scheduled time to nourish myself. Nourish ourselves. Love it. So another thing that really resonated with me are the micro moments that Jonathan talked about. Because, you know, even when I'm looking at my, the gratitude that I write down each day, I'm always looking for the big things and not those micro moments that actually make up our day and our life. So Mm -hmm. that was a different perspective for me. And so I I looked at those little moments because those are what add up in my day and how to take joy from them. Right. I mean, be, be happy when you wrap up your meeting and you get an extra glass of water and it sounds so simple or even like, oh, let me go get the water instead of that's, I, I think I must be on a theme of nourish, but, <laughs> but that's how do you come back to something like that? And even that time that a person calls you back or you catch someone live anymore instead of a voicemail, those are those micro moments that it seems like he's, he's part of the Living Kindly book and I'm eager to read his chapter, because it, I believe his chapter is on micro moments. So we'll get a little bit more there. Yeah, I love the micro moments and something that I will take a look at now forever time and looking at that. Debbie, I know that you always audit the people that you spend time with. And you have for is pretty much as long as I've known you. I've always looked at those those relationships with longevity as you know, I, I didn't look at the output that maybe it might not be adding to my life anymore. And Mm so I really took some time to evaluate everyone that asked of my time now. And auditing is hard. I don't want to just cut people out of my life. And so I'm looking at it in a different way that probably is not working for them anymore either as, you know, people grow and and change over life. So Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely more intentional about auditing and the people that I spend time with. And, you know, we are what the the five people that we spend the most time with. And that's just a concept that stuck with me. Well, the audit, as you mentioned, I consistently look at it for what people add to my life and what I'm bringing to them, their lives, to your point, does it work for them as well? And I have some friends who I, I don't, I haven't eliminated them or changed the, well, I have changed, but it's not that 
that they're gone. It's that I accept the fact that they don't ever offer or invite me. Now, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't love it if they would, but some people don't have that thoughtful gene in them. And it doesn't mean they're not good people. It does mean that it can get tiring constantly asking them, even if they show up for everything. It's like make an effort to to consider that some people's approach is different. And if their approach is different, I also mentioned a little bit in the podcast with Jonathan that I tend to address things with people. So I said to a person, I said, respecting you may or may not love doing things with me. It seems as though I'm consistently inviting you. And while it's great that you come, please consider that. I see you do other things and I'm not jealous of that. I'm not upset. I'm happy for you. Hopefully you can see how this doesn't necessarily seem like it's a, there's a reciprocity here. And that's one of my words. And so the person said, oh, I just don't think about it. Or I get invited by people all the time. And I said, okay. And and I appreciated the feedback. I also respect that, that she probably won't make the effort. Now it's not like I'll be vindictive and not invite her. It's that she's in a place though with me that I'm thinking, If I invite her, it's not a relationship of reciprocity. It would be for simply that experience. And so uh, thanks for your saying that I audited it. Jonathan's comments pushed me to think about that person in particular. And I still wish her really well. Even having that kind addressing of the situation, I don't believe she'll change that, nor is it my job to change her. It's my opportunity and my responsibility to decide that to not be disappointed if she never invites me to anything because I really don't think she's going to (laughs) that has to be okay so perhaps there's a distance there of not that I don't still care for her but does she come first to mind I don't think so because I think that was perhaps I was attempting to force it a little bit well you mentioned the, the word kind kind communication and that is so important. And that was part of Jonathan's message. He also, when he said one of the reasons he wanted to be on our po- podcast is because, you know, the commonality of all of us or the commonality of all of us is, is love. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does is he leads from his heart. And I hope all of you take a listen and just enact the tips as, as Debbie and I did and as we will moving forward. So as we close this out, please know listeners that you can stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at the Business of Life Masterclass, me on Instagram at the Stay at Work Mom, and Debbie Lundberg is Debbie Lundberg pretty much everywhere. If you like what you heard, please rate us five stars. We are committed to continuing to bring you five-star guests and inspiration. So stay tuned and thank you for joining us for this episode of the Business of Life Masterclass, the podcast for successful people embracing every chance to accomplish and experience all you can in business and in life. Listen, choose, do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.